All right, let's try this again. Every time I've tried to record, people have called me and no one never calls me. So that's why I'm just like, okay, so uh, yeah, let's try this. Good evening, everybody. How are you guys doing? I hope everyone's doing fine. I'm doing great, you know, just changing the mindset, using my my skills that I've been teaching my clients, guys, practice what I preach, right? Um, so it's been brought to my attention that Anchor has not published like four of my podcasts that I've done over the last few months. So I probably will be doing them again. And I don't remember what I talked about. That's the hard part because I never really practice or rehearse anything when I do these. I just go from the heart and just pray that someone gets something out of it. And uh, yeah, yeah. So let's uh, let's get started. So I want to tell you a little bit about my my history a little bit, my health history. Um. Approximately 10 years ago, maybe a little under 10 years ago, I was diagnosed with fibroids. Um, I remember going to work one day. I lived in Illinois and I was just having pelvic pain every time I walked. And I didn't know what was going on. I'd always had heavy, heavy menstrual cycles and I just thought it was normal for people to have heavy menstrual cycles well women to have heavy menstrual cycles so I really didn't um think anything else about it but it was walking one day and having this pain in my pelvis and I'm always a person especially at the time not to like jump up and go to the doctor because I just always hated going to the doctor going to the doctor for me was not in my scope (laughs) I always just like okay to go away but this time it it didn't go away at all so um I I ended up going to my my physician at the time and she it was pressure every time she pressed on my pelvis it was just pressure upon pressure and it hurt and so she sent me in to do a ct scan now, mind you, I'd had a CT scan previous to that for um, for something else. I don't remember what it was, but it was for something else. And I, I went through it fine. Well, this particular time, and it would actually be my last CT scan I would ever have, um, during the process, if you ever had a CT scan, they um, put an IV in you of CT scan dye. And then prior to that, you um you drink like a milk chalky substance it's really disgusting but you can also get get it flavored like banana or strawberry or something of that nature and i I remember it like it was yesterday i got the banana flavor and so i remember just being a little nervous this time around and I don't know why because I mean I've had it done before I was okay you know I was oh yeah really calm but for something about this particular day 
at going to get my CT scan done, I was nervous. Like I was having anxiety. So I get back to the operating room and they make you take off, you know, your bra and stuff and you get on the table and the lady is putting the IV in my arm and I'm feeling like really nauseated, very like woozy. And when you have the dye injected in you, it's, um, it, it, it's like a metal taste in your mouth. It's warm. It's tingly. It's very just weird tasting like something you never tasted before it's like okay for me it was like you get a hot spoon you know and it it has like that 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 taste to it like that nasty jarring metal taste to it you know what I'm saying that that's that's what it it felt like and what it tasted like and so anyways um I'm back there and the lady's looking at me and she is like, are you okay? I was like, yeah, I'm fine. She's like, you don't look like you look okay. And next thing I know, I am barfing up the chalky, milky substance stuff that they gave me prior to me going back into to do the CT scan. And I am like chucking it up, chucking it up. And... I'm like, oh my God. And I'm by myself. There's nobody with me. And I just, oh God, just let me get through this. So after being under the the machine, it goes by quickly. Um they they rule me out of, of the little um bed position thingy majiggy. And as soon as I get up, I have hives all on my chest I had a allergic reaction to the to CT scan die oh my lord <laughs> they would not let me leave the room until I was able to take a Benadryl and assure them that I would get home safe and sound and at the time I lived in Illinois and then my doctor was 55 miles away and my home was 55 miles away so you guys do the math and yeah (laughs) it was crazy crazy so the next day I get a phone call from my doctor stating that I had a mask on my pelvis and I needed to come back and see her so I'm thinking oh my god it's cancer I don't understand what's going on so when I went to go see my doctor, she diagnosed me as having fibroids. And I'm just like, oh, what are those? Sounds like some weird fetish, something or another that would go away. And she said, oh, you know, you, you know, people your age and of your race get them. And, you know, it, it's okay. It's all right. And you'll be fine. And, you know, they're not that bad. And I'm like, Okay. Mind you, I was like 24, 25, and I really didn't understand. I mean, I wasn't in a relationship. I wasn't um, sexually active, so I didn't know the severity in my mind because I really wasn't thinking about that. 
of the consequences of having fibroids. Fast forward to 2014, 15, and I have a new doctor. I moved to Texas, and this is the same doctor that actually delivered my baby brother. And I was like, oh, I'll go to her. You know, she seemed like she's nice and cool. Well, I go and get a pap smear done. And um, I told her, well, yeah, I have fibroids. And and at the time, I mean, I was I was okay. I was okay with with the bleeding and, and me changing pads every few hours. I, I mean, like I said, I thought it was normal. So I, I didn't know that that was like bad <laughs> or anything of that nature. I just thought it was just a normal thing that women go through. And I mean, I didn't, I never asked my mom. I never talked to my grandmother about it or any of my other female relatives about it because I just, how do you say I'm, I'm bleeding heavy and I'm going through overnight thick pads every hour to two hours, sometimes every 30 minutes. Like what, what do you say to that? Like, I, I, I didn't know. So anyways, I'm, I'm with the doctor and she was like, well, we can get those taken care of. I'm like, oh, okay. And, and I mean, I can handle the bleeding, but it was the pelvic pain that was getting worse and worse. And so she, um, was going to do this new intervative, intervative, and, and I can't say that word right now, um, surgery where it was liposcopic and laser surgery for fibroids. And she was one of the doctors to kind of introduce it into the Texas market. And I'll be one of her first few clients to do so. So, um, I was like, okay. And at the time I was working a very stressful job and I just needed some relief. And, I wasn't able to get to the bathroom like normal people would because I would have to stand on my feet for eight hours of shift. If I sat down, I'd get docked. If I went to the bathroom, it would just be inconvenient for me. And I didn't know what else to do. And I, I felt like I didn't have a choice, even though I did. But that was the choice that I made. And so I get to the surgery and the surgery goes fine. I go back to work five days later. And it, it's hard for me to go to the bathroom. When I tell you the worst pain I ever felt going to the bathroom just to urinate was the worst pain I had ever felt in my life. I didn't know what happened. I was scared. I went to the ER. They couldn't find anything. And I'm like, what did I do to myself? Why did I do this? <laughs> so I went back to that doctor. And they found something. But I had to go to a urologist. And so... Here I am going to a urologist. I'm like, what 30-something-year-old, 
think I was like 28, 29, going on 30, goes to a urologist, you know, I was just, that's just unheard of, I mean, I'm, I'm sure that there is, but I didn't see anybody in the office that looked like me, nor looked at my age bracket, and I was by myself once again, like I always am, and the doctor um, was like, you have a tear in your ureter, I'm like, what the fuck is an ureter, excuse my language, it's a part of the bladder process, and so I had to go get another surgery, this time the surgery was to put a stent in my ureter, doing the surgery because the my doctor who did my um, fiber procedure had nicked it, it had melted some of it and destroyed some of it. So in order for it to be repaired, I had to get a stent put in. And so as they were putting the stent in, the doctor, when I came to said, oh my God, it was the grace of God that we put it, we got it to fit because otherwise I probably would have had to have more extended surgery or to have one of those things that they use to help you go to the bathroom. One of those things. I can't think of it right now. And so I had to have a stint put in for 30 days and work this stressful ass job and really not heal. Whew. Wow. My fibroid surgery was that was supposed to help me didn't really help me at all. My for like probably a month and a half to two months I had normal cycles. I wasn't clotting like palm sized clots like I was before. All of a sudden it starts up again. I'm having clots passed, I'm it's like Niagara Falls, blood is like racing and I'm having I'm bleeding through clothes and underwear. I'm having to have second pairs of clothes in my car, driving with towels underneath me, not being able to go places because I feel embarrassed, covering myself with jackets, making sure I'm not spotting. It it wrecked my life. (laughs) I didn't feel pretty. I felt nasty and a part of me still does and I didn't know what else to do I just like well this is my life right now this is what I have to deal with this is it for me there's no hope (laughs) so after the stent surgery uh, I go back to my follow-up with my OBGYN well (laughs) she retired Went to go make an appointment. Oh, she's retiring tomorrow. I'm like, what the hell? Oh, but you can meet with somebody else. I was like, I'm no, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm I'm done. So I got a new doctor, a younger doctor, who has done the same procedure as my previous doctor before, but I told her I do not want that. It didn't work. I'm not wasting any more money. I've spent enough money trying to get these surgeries done. So, excuse me, January of 2017, I got a myomectomy done. And this time, 
it was vaginal and um, was able to cut down some of the fibroids and the cysts and the polyps that I had. This time I'm developing more cysts and polyps. Once again, I'm good for a couple of cycles and I'm back at passing clots and bleeding and and it, it has become a part of my life. It has become me. It's hard for me to enjoy things sometimes because I don't know how I'm going to feel that day. My hormones go up and down. My attitude changes a lot. I've elected not to have any more surgeries. Um, for a time, I elected not to have any birth control. I'm like, I'm not doing anything anyway, so why would I need birth control? But as of recently, I started taking a small dose of birth control to see if anything is going to work. I just didn't want any chemicals in me, but evidently, maybe I need it as an option. And I pray that I haven't wrecked even more havoc on my body right now. And looking at this situation, I question some things, some decisions that I made because I felt like this part of this has caused me to hide myself from the world because I have this condition. It makes me question, like, who would want me with this, you know, and, and how do I tell a significant other, oh, I have this, I may not be able to give you what you want type of thing, you know? And do I want it? And it has shown me off from the world. I have not lived my life. And it makes it so rough for me right now. As I'm reflecting on everything in the past couple of days of of this weird self-reflection I'm going through right now. And... Not all of this has helped me back. I've there's I make a decision. It's it's me. But this these fibroids have just wreaked havoc on my well being and my life. (laughs) I want to be able to wear a dress and not fear that I'm going to have a leak, or be able to enjoy being the comfort of going places and, and not have to worry about, oh, crap, I, I have Niagara Falls coming down and my gushing blood and I'm tired all the time. Extremely tired all the time. It's hard for me to think. And I'm trying my best right now to find another job closer to my house. And I'm thinking, how can I work when I'm, I'm at this pace, a level of of tiredness at all times. What kind of energy can I give to others when I'm depleted all the time? And I don't know. I'm I'm learning different things. I'm trying to change my diet. I'm trying to find some type of middle ground with all of this. And I think that it's going to take a while for me to 
to get it together and to to learn from it and to grow from it. I'm still going to have these problems. The only other corrective surgery that I could have is a hysterectomy. And because I'm still in childbearing years, I can't have one. But I, I, I think I would like to have a child. But in order for me to get to that point, I got to get out <laughs> and find somebody to make a child with. Yes, that's how biology goes. Um, and then I have to be confident with myself and with my body that it would do what it's supposed to do. So... I just thought I would share that with you guys tonight. Um, I don't know if I shared this before. If I have, I'm sorry. Blame it on my head and not my heart. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this tonight. Have a good evening. I hope everybody had a good Memorial Day, which is, I'm not going to say happy Memorial Day because there's nothing happy about Memorial Day. such morbid stuff. But anyways, have a good night. I appreciate every single one of you guys that do listen and uh, take care. God bless.